Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back. We are already on episode 38, which is crazy, um, but more importantly, we are in the thick of the postseason. So... Um, college gymnasts are getting ready for regionals in a couple weeks. Most developmental program gymnasts have competed at their state competitions at the time of this recording and hopefully have qualified to regionals and are gearing up for that and have their eyes um, set on the road to nationals for our level nines and our level tens. And then of course I can't forget about our elite gymnasts. Um, they're also, you know, in the middle of their competition season. Um, they just finished winter cup. Um, many of our national team members just got back from their first international assignments of the year. Um, and they have some, some big competitions that are kind of ramping up in, um, the spring and the summer. So if I was working with your gymnast, you know, one-on-one, and if you asked me to, you know, give them the best advice right now to help them kind of move the needle in terms of their nutrition, their recovery, their performance between now and nationals, um, this is the advice that I would give them. So I have five things that I think could help your gymnast between now and nationals, which for our level nine gymnast is, um, May, kind of the first week of May or so. And for our level 10 gymnasts, it's about the second week of May. So at the time of this recording, um, today is March 21st. I mean, that's, that's several weeks. It's, it's under two months, but um, there definitely are improvements that can happen, um, even in the short time when it comes to nutrition. So the first thing that they could do right now to help kind of move the needle between now and nationals is to make sure that day in, day out, they are closing the recovery gap. And what is the recovery gap? If you are watching this on video, you know, if your gymnast needs, let's say 2,500 calories a day to support growth and development, ongoing repair, recovery, adaptation, or getting better, stronger, faster from her training, and she's only eating 1,200 calories a day, there is a recovery gap. She is in a deficit. She is not eating enough to support everything that has to happen in order for her to stay healthy and also to perform her best. So what do we do about this? I'm not advocating that you count calories. It's not something I teach my athletes. I think it can be really distracting. It can also go down a bad path real quick. So I think we start with the basics, right? Like what is the most important kind of foundational aspect of your gymnast fueling? Number one, it's regular meals and snacks. And I can't tell you how many high-level gymnasts I work with that don't eat breakfast. They kind of pick at lunch because either they don't want to pack a lunch for school or they don't like what's at school or they're worried about feeling heavy or looking bloated at gym a couple hours later. And so by the time they show up to practice and often it's, you know, an afternoon practice, maybe three to seven or four to eight, they are hungry. 
they have a half full fuel tank. They are not fueled and ready to go. So not only does it impair their performance, but what most of them don't realize is it also impacts their recovery. Because if you think about it, you know, the body is always trying to repair and recover, especially for high level athletes, right? Like it's, it's really a game of, can we keep up with this kind of recovery demand? Because the whole point of training and conditioning and strength and conditioning is we are breaking down the muscles, the tissues, the ligaments. We are providing a stimulus to the body to tell it to build those tissues back stronger, but the body can only build it back stronger if we are providing the adequate building blocks, AKA adequate calories, adequate protein, all the things. So when your gymnast gets home from training at eight or 9 PM and she has dinner and then goes to bed at some point in the middle of the night, her body's going to run out of fuel. And I don't mean, you know, literally like she's not going to die, but in terms of, you know, she's going to use what she had at dinner. And then at some point her body may have to tap into its muscle stores and, and its fat stores and the carbohydrate stores for fuel. So when that happens, ideally they'd wake up the next morning, have breakfast, and that would um, kind of restart that process of repair and recovery. But when your gymnast skips breakfast or when she doesn't have an adequate breakfast with the right amounts of all the food groups, she is keeping herself stuck in unrecovery. She's not giving her body the building blocks it needs to restart muscle protein synthesis, to replenish muscle glycogen stores. And because of that, she is missing out on hours and hours potentially of recovery time that her body could be using to try and catch up from the previous day and even the previous day to that, um, to the damage from training. And so that right there is a a huge mistake that so many high level gymnasts make. And honestly, if your gymnast is injured right now, if she's stuck and struggling, that is probably one of the first things that you need to kind of examine and figure out and figure out a may a way to make some changes there. Like I said, breakfast is a huge piece of this, not just to restart the repair recovery process, but also to help um, regulate the nervous system, regulate hormone production, circadian rhythms, blood sugar management, all the things, Um, you know, closing the recovery gap also includes, you know, recovery nutrition and whether that's, you know, post-workout nutrition in addition to dinner or whatever the next meal is. Um, but also thinking about some of the advanced strategies, things like magnesium, things like omega-3s, tart cherry juice, um, which I'll warn you. Those are called advanced strategies for a reason. Um, A lot of people love to focus on the supplements, the omegas, the magnesium, vitamin D, all the things trying to help their gymnasts feel better, get faster, get stronger. But if your gymnast does not have an adequate nutrition foundation, if she is not closing the recovery gap day in, day out, those advanced strategies either aren't going to work or they're not going to work to their full potential because we're really missing out on the big rocks of nutrition. The other thing that comes to mind when talking about closing the recovery gap is, you know, using external factors to help kind of gauge whether or not they're getting enough nutrition, right? How is our energy? How's our endurance? How is our soreness, our recovery? Are we currently injured? Have we had frequent injuries? Are those injuries healing? Um, We have several podcasts on this topic in terms of, you know, how do you know which injuries are related to nutrition? What do you do if your gymnast is injured? Um, Lots of episodes that you can go back and listen to, and we'll link to a couple in the show notes. Um, But the bottom line is that the body gives us a lot of signs. There are often a lot of signs and symptoms that your gymnast is essentially under fuel. 
that she's not getting enough nutrition or she's not getting the right nutrition to support um, what she's trying to do. And unfortunately, a lot of those side effects are overlooked just because we think it's a normal part of sport. And I'll give you a good example. So, you know, iron insufficiency or iron deficiency all the way to iron deficiency anemia is something that's very common in female high level athletes for various reasons. Um, and we have a whole podcast on that in an earlier episode. But what people don't know is that underfueling is actually one of the causes of um, low iron or iron deficiency, because when you are underfueled, that creates inflammation in the body that then blocks absorption of iron. And so, you know, we recommend that all high level gymnasts get lab tests at least twice a year. We recommend certain things based on training and performance and recovery. And one of those is a full iron panel plus a ferritin. And the reason being is that has such an impact on their um, performance, their endurance, their energy levels, but you can't just correct the iron levels. You really have to get down to the root cause and figure out why are the levels low? Are we bleeding somewhere? Are we losing iron? Are we not consuming enough iron? Um, any of that could be occurring as well as are we under fueling? And so while we may be getting iron, we're not able to absorb it because of what's happening in the body. So this is why we don't just count calories and tell parents, oh, well, if your kid's eating this much, they're going to be fine. This is why in our program, in our one-on-one consulting, we really look at the full picture of injury history, current nutrition, current energy levels, gym performance, skills, and look at the whole picture. And people don't like to hear it. You know, the, the reality is that you can be underfueled at any weight, at any body shape, at any body composition. Um, and it's actually very common for gymnasts who come to us who are struggling with their body, who maybe, you know, want to be leaner or think they need to lose weight. And they often are underfueling. And some of them have been underfueling and then their body's caught up and it's kind of overshot. Some of them are underfueling most of the time, but then we're binging on the evenings or the weekends. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that can happen. But the body is perceiving that most of the time um, it's spending underfueled. It really is in a deficit, and that's getting in the way of ongoing repair, recovery, and optimal performance. So closing the recovery gap between now and nationals can make a huge difference in your gymnast's energy and her recovery, um, helping some of those little aches and pains. Um, I can tell you from our balanced gymnast program members, even within the first, you know, one to three weeks of them learning how to build the performance plates, adding in appropriate um, snacks. Their gymnasts are not hangry after practice anymore. They have better focus at school and at gym. They have more energy. They're happier. All sorts of incredible improvements can happen just by making a few small changes. So the second needle mover that your gymnast can, can utilize between now and nationals is making sure that they are using a performance nutrition strategy. This is the strategic use of nutrition and hydration pre-intra and post-workout for kind of four plus hour workouts to level up performance and focus and essentially help your gymnast to get more results from the same efforts and also help them to sustain um, you know, a higher level of performance longer. And, and that's what I tell the gymnasts that I work with. I'm like, look, this is the separator, right? All of you gymnasts are training four to five hours a day, five to six days a week. Um, a lot of you work with college recruiters. A lot of you have fantastic coaches. A lot of you um, do sports psych. You're going to PT. You may do outside strength and conditioning. But who of you are really utilizing nutrition to unlock that next level of performance? And I think the crazy thing about gymnastics culture is there's often this level of fatigue, 
and uh, poor energy that we just kind of accept or we just kind of write off as, you know, normal, it's difficult, this is just how it goes. And I'm not saying that gymnastics isn't incredibly difficult because of course it is. And I'm not saying that there won't be times where your gymnast is tired and, you know, we've, we've pushed them to their limits because that is how we help someone to get stronger. It's called overreaching. But a lot of gymnasts assume that it's them, that they just aren't good enough. They aren't trying hard enough, that they're just tired for some reason, but really they're, they're under fueled and they're not just under fueling throughout the day but they're running out of fuel during these long workouts. And so, you know, maybe they do okay for the first hour to two, um, but, that, but by that second, third, fourth hour, they're just kind of on the downhill slope. And it's like, yeah, they're still doing the assignments and they're still doing the training and they're still doing everything that you ask. And maybe on the outside, things look okay, but we don't want just okay, right? Like how much better could it be? Because that's what's going to separate your gymnasts from their competition. The third needle mover that we could utilize between now and nationals is hydration. And obviously the first two things are way more important in terms of closing the recovery gap and utilizing performance nutrition. Um, but being underhydrated or dehydrated, um, can have a huge effect on performance, on motor control, cognitive, cognitive function. Um, one of my favorite words called increased perceived exertion, where kind of all of a sudden everything feels so much harder than normal. Um, and again, that's a really tricky one because sometimes gymnasts will say, well, it's just an off day. I'm just not feeling it X, Y, Z, which could totally be the case, right? Like we can't expect gymnasts to be on all the time. That's just not how humans work. But at the same time, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking with gymnasts and asking them how they're feeling, how their energy is, how their endurance is, they'll tell me, you know, I feel good Monday, but then I come in the gym Tuesday and I'm already kind of sore. I'm tired. I'm, I have a harder time kind of getting going by Wednesday. It's a huge struggle. And by Thursday, I'm just ready for the week to be over. And anytime I hear something like that, you know, my first thought is, are they closing the recovery gap? Are they using performance nutrition, especially to help them when they're more tired and the fatigue is accumulating? And then are they hydrating appropriately? Because that has a huge impact on so many areas of our, our body and kind of different organ functions, so to speak. And it's not just about water. We have a couple different blogs on hydration about how for high-level athletes at some point, um, depending how hard they're working out, what the climate's like, um, how they fueled previously, um, they often need more than just water. They may need a sports drink. They may need something that's just an electrolyte product. Um, this is going to vary based on the gymnast. There are 80 million products on the market. So obviously I can't necessarily tell you which one your gymnast needs. Um, but this is a big thing that we talk about in our programs of, Hey, here are all the options. Here's what they do. Here are situations where you might choose this over that and really empowering gymnasts and parents to experiment and kind of develop their own performance nutrition strategy that works for them, which also includes hydration. Number four needle mover, which no gymnast wants to hear is getting enough sleep. If there was ever a more important time to make sure that you were getting enough sleep, it is between now and nationals. And I get it. Unfortunately, um, most of the big sporting events for, you know, high school and collegiate athletes are often during some of the, the busiest um, academic times of the year in terms of midterms and finals and projects. Um, and I get it, you know, a, a lot of our gymnasts are very, very high stressed. They are really smart. They're in all sorts of, you know, really advanced academic classes. They're doing extracurriculars because, 
you know, they're not just trying to be recruited as an athlete, but a student athlete. And there's tons of pressure in, and I get it right. Been there, done that. But if your gymnast is not sleeping at least eight to nine hours a night, she is not in bed long enough for her body to fully engage in the repair and recovery process, which also includes, you know, vital hormone production, nervous system regulation, motor learning. I mean, all of the magic happens when you are asleep and we work with a lot of gymnasts who they are tired, they're sore, they're struggle, struggling, they're unhappy with their body composition. They're super stressed out all the time and come to find out they're getting like six hours of sleep a night. And that's just not enough sleep for your body to do what it needs to do. Um, the real tough love here is your gymnast needs to get off her phone. And something that I tell clients all the time is, you know what? I want you to put your phone on the charger across the room, not on your bedstand table so that you can't get in bed at nine o'clock and then sit there scrolling TikTok or Snapchatting your friends until midnight, which is often what they tell me happens. They're like, well, I got in bed, but I just didn't actually go to sleep till 12 or one. So that is kind of one, one step that we can take. Um, I think the other area, which, I mean, I get it. I didn't really learn to study until I got to college. Um, but a lot of our high schoolers just don't quite know how to study. They don't know how to manage their time well. Um, and so when they get home from gymnastics at eight or nine o'clock at night, um, they may be spending two or three hours trying to get their homework done. Um, and I get it right. Like I, I took a bunch of AP classes. I know that the workload for those can be absolutely incredible. Um, and obviously you can only like read and comprehend so quickly, but at the same time, you know, are we really maximizing our time during the day at school, right? Like, are there pockets of time? Is there study hall, you know, in the car to and from gym? Are there other pockets of time that we can leverage to try and get some of this schoolwork done? And then the other conversation is, you know, at least when I went to high school an 89.6% and hundred percent were still an A. <laughs> and obviously as you know, a very type A perfectionist human, not to mention gymnast, um, an 89.6 didn't feel good enough, right? But when it comes to your report card, when it comes to the transcript, it's, it's still an A. Now I wouldn't advocate to, to keeping your grades that close on the bubble because it only takes a little bit to then bump it down to maybe what you don't want. Um, but there's nothing wrong with like the low nineties, you know, instead of it having to be a hundred. And, you know, when we think about these busy athletes, like there's just only so much that can give. And this just may be a life season where, yeah, hey, I know that you prefer getting 100 on everything, but maybe a 92 or 95 is kind of where we need to aim for right now to make sure that you have enough time and energy to invest in these other areas of your life that are also, you know, major contributors to your goals and dreams. Number five is having a plan. So what's really exciting about regionals and nationals is for a lot of gymnasts, they get to um, travel, whether they get to go by car or a lot of them get to fly. And I can tell you those two things can be very disrupting to your nutrition routine, to your sleep, to your bowel habits, which I know TMI, but welcome to my life as a dietitian. We talk about poop. And I think people underestimate the importance of having what I call a competition nutrition strategy. And I can tell you that all of our clients at this point in the season, they know exactly, you know, what they need to do when they drive or fly in terms of, you know, meals, snacks, hydration. They know what kinds of restaurants that they 
they want to go to the night before competition, you know, somewhere that will have variety and options and foods that will make their gymnast um, feel good the next day and, and meet their nutrition needs. Um, they've learned to kind of scope out the hotel situation and the food situation so that, you know, gymnasts and parent aren't fighting the morning of the competition, you know, fighting about breakfast, fighting about where they're going to eat, you know, everyone's stressed. There's a ton of tension. Um, your gymnast is already going to be stressed. And to be honest, a lot of parents are stressed too. They're nervous. And so you want to have a plan of it's like, okay, there is, you know, this, this breakfast place right by the hotel. So, okay, gymnast, you're going to wake up at this time while you're getting ready. I'm going to run over and get us breakfast, bring it back. You know, we'll eat breakfast together and make sure there's time for that to settle and digest before you need to be at the competition or um, a big mistake. You know, a lot of gymnasts make is they don't eat at all because they're nervous. And I can tell you, they, they will not perform as well. Adrenaline can only carry you so far. Um, and I have had multiple high level gymnasts I've worked with this season that, um, you know, we're doing really well with breakfast during normal training days, but when it came to meat day, they were just a little bit extra nervous and couldn't eat, which, Hey, I'm the first one to admit anytime I'm nervous or stressed, I get nauseous. I don't want anything to do with food. So I can hundred percent relate. But at the same time, this is where we have to use our nutrition knowledge to say, but my body still needs food. My brain needs nutrition. My nervous system needs to be fed. When you are under fuel, that puts our body into fight or flight. That only increases cortisol. That's not going to help the situation. Um, so I think making sure it's something that we've been practicing all season in terms of eating, even when we're nervous and knowing Um, Maybe the foods look a little bit different when you're nervous, but still knowing kind of what are those go-to foods that you could still get down, even if you're having a hard time, um, because that's going to have a huge impact on your gymnast performance at the competition, especially, you know, if they're not competing till four or five or six o'clock, you know, a lot of the gymnasts we work with, they'll sleep in till 10, 11 or 12. They'll have one meal, then they'll have a small snack. And then they'll go to the competition and sure enough, they're starving in the middle of it. And if you're starving in the middle of it, that means that you have not had enough fuel. So I hope this is helpful. Like I said, um, this is kind of the pep talk that I would have with your gymnast. If they were a one-on-one client, um, I hope that you find this helpful. If you're a coach listening to this or a parent that's involved with the booster club, um, we are enrolling clubs right now for our spring and summer team talk series. And now would be a great time to get started um, the first two team talks of the four uh, four part series. Um, the first one's about you know the gymnast foundation of how to build meals and snacks, how to use the performance plate method, how to time nutrition based on training, based on competitions. The second lecture is all about performance nutrition or how to develop your own performance nutrition strategy. And I'll say that we've had some really smart coaches contact us in the last couple of weeks, and we've been able to fit in some team talks with their upper level gymnast, um, even before state, even before regionals. And they're already seeing a different, a difference in their gymnast performance, in their mood, in their affect, in their recovery. Um, and that's what it's about, right? Like I know it's a really busy time of year. So it's easy to think that you don't have time to think about nutrition that, you know, we're already too far into the season. It's already too late, but I, I want to assure you it's, it's not. So if you can find one hour to carve out to meet with me and your team on zoom, whether that's the last hour of practice or it's one hour on a weekend day that can make a huge difference in your gymnast performance, right? And a a rising tide lifts all boats. So, you know, bringing in some qualified nutrition education to the whole club can be something that really makes your job as a coach that much easier.
So um, if you want more information on that, um, you can find the link in the show notes. Feel free to shoot me um, a direct message on Instagram. would love to chat. would love to set up a phone call or a Zoom call. Um, and then if you're a parent listening to this and you want support, I would highly recommend you get on the wait list for the next round of the Balanced Gymnast Program. That is our three-month live coaching program for level five through 10 and elite gymnasts and parents. Um, it is a hybrid group program where we have live sessions every other week for the three months. There's also an option for one-on-one sessions with me. We have an amazing private community that honestly is where the magic happens. We do all sorts of plate coaching, accountability. It's your place to ask any sort of question. Um, And most importantly, it gives you a sense of community as a parent where you're going to be with other like-minded parents who are in the same kind of stage and journey as you and your gymnast and, and facing the same struggles and asking the same questions and just able to kind of bounce um, ideas and help you to not feel so isolated. So um, if you're interested in working one-on-one with us, um, that is how you can do so. So there's a link in the show notes as well. Um, Again, feel free to reach out on Instagram, shoot me a DM, tell me a little bit about your gymnast, what's going on. um, And I'm happy to chat and kind of help you decide what might be your best next step. Um, And with that, as always, it would mean a lot to me if you could rate and review this podcast, um, it's been a while. I know that it takes, um, an extra minute or two of your day, but I can tell you that rating and reviewing the podcast is the number one way to help promote the podcast, which is a free resource for you all to help other gymnasts, parents, and coaches, um, learn to fuel their athletes for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. So if you could do me a huge favor, just go to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review, Um, And if you have topics that you want to learn more about on the podcast, um, feel free to email me, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, This is a resource for you. So I want to make sure that you are finding these episodes really, really helpful. So with that, I wish your gymnast the absolute best the rest of the season. If your gymnast is currently injured or her season is over, all of the things we talked about today are also applicable to her. Um, and then we actually have an episode uh, pretty recently about how to salvage the competition season or how to make the best of it, even if your gymnast is on the sidelines. Um, so if that's your situation, my heart goes out to you. Been there, done that way too many times. Um, and I know there are a lot of things that we could focus on right now during the comeback process. So with that, take care and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us if you have any questions. You can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com. Share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.